Sadly, Barry Cryer has passed and he was an extraordinary talent and a real lover of comedy, an understander of comedy, a researcher of comedy. He was 86, he's a good age. And I remember seeing a show of his at Worcester Swan many years ago. And then seeing seeing a, another show of his in a similar format, in the same place, which had some of the same gags. And that didn't matter. With other comedians, I might have said, I heard that one last time. With, with Barry Cryer, it was so convivial and so well delivered and so beautifully enjoyed by him as well as the audience that it didn't matter. It was craft, absolute craft. He did a lot of writing. But he was in, he was in Espresso Bongo, the film, in 57. Um, concentrated on writing. Wrote an awful lot with uh, John Junkin. Certainly wrote with uh, for Morecambe and Wise when Eddie Braben wasn't available in that really golden period of the mid-70s. Did work with uh, The Frost Report, at last the 1948 show. Loads of work, loads of writing. But one of the things that I suppose he's kind of overlooked for and shouldn't be was the work he did with Kenny Everett in his show in the late 70s, 78, 79. Because I think that's one of the first times that we've got the combination of the new video um, technology coming in where you could have him standing next to next to himself and all that kind of stuff and really working working that out to trick the audience and beautifully done. And also, because of his natural exuberance, Kenny Everett, and the way that um, Barry Cryer can write for different people, more of that in a minute, we saw behind the scenes. So he would take you into the audience. Let's go over here and have a look, see what's happening. Take a camera and take you to the to the backstage. That was something I don't remember seeing before. You saw a little bit of it with Mocker and Wise, maybe, but that was sacrosanct. And it's wonderful to see that. Barry Cryer did that. And he was able to write four different people. This is the talent which people don't sometimes overlook. All comedians are different. And to write for the variety of comedians he did, you know, Stanley Baxter and Tommy Cooper and Les Dawson, Dick Emery. These are different comedians. And more come wise, you know. Different kinds of comedians. It's wonderful to understand what the basis of a joke is so that you can then write for the particular delivery of that person. I was watching um, him talking to um, Mark Lawson in 2008 and he was talking about the psychology of comedy, saying that very violent, very violent language used by comedians. You know, if you go badly on stage, I died. If you go well, I killed them. Very violent stuff. He was a real student of um, of comedy and did a lot of radio, as, as we know. Hello, cheeky, fantastic. Um, I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Sorry, I haven't a clue. And you know, I I think that one of the best things about the way that um, Barry Cryer developed is that you can't say about Barry Cryer that. Yeah, he was very good in his day because actually he kept abreast of the trends in comedy. When you're talking about 
alternative comedy. Certain comedians were... They weren't... They weren't liked in the push for alternative comedy. Barry Cryer appears not to be one of them. Why? Because a joke is a joke is a joke. No matter how you're telling it, you can write for those people because they may be subverting the joke, but the joke is the joke. As he says to Mark Lawson, you know, you can do the banana skin joke, but you subvert it in some way. You add something else. And later on, more recently, he's become a kind of custodian of comedy. And that's quite right, because he knows about it. And I've seen my wife had, um, had recorded quite a lot of smaller programs about comedians. And he's the person who's talking uh, about, with Tony Hawks, about um, those, those performers and their history. And also the psychology about why they are funny. He was loved by modern comedy. I've just been watching earlier a little piece of him on um, Would I Lie to You, which I re- is a comedy show I really like. And you know, he's making everybody howl with laughter. And that he's doing jokes that I've heard many times. I've heard similar jokes. A joke is a joke. If you can turn it, doesn't matter what age you are or what kind of comedian you are, if you can turn it, you're a comic. And his sort of position as custodian of comedy is, and was, should I say, sad to say, was really correct because he knew how to write for people. You can't write for people unless you know comedy and you know the way people do comedy and you know the personal and the human story of the way they do comedy. Beautifully done. What a beautiful, beautiful comedian. Mark Steele has tweeted today that, you know, in the 80s, when there were a, a lot of older um, comics were dismissed, dismissive of the younger ones, Barry Cryer was always gloriously encouraging. Magnificent company. If you were lucky, you'd often get a call saying, well done, then a joke. Just great. I mean, because he loved comedy. And comedy is done by comedians. And anybody who can turn a joke is a comedian and is in comedy. And that's the important thing. Why do we laugh? He was also really interested in the psychology of why do we laugh? That supersedes waxing and waning of different fashions in comedy. He's very clear when talking to Mark Lawson, you know, doesn't like comedians of, of his sort of era who not what's going on, you know. Mark Lawson talks about, well, there's serious comedy going on. I said, you know, because you've A's and Steve Coons. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot more intelligence going on now. But then he talks about the warmth factor. And this is great that I always talk about this when a comedian comes on and you think, I'm in safe hands. You're going to take me somewhere and I'm okay. I don't mind being with you. So warmth factor, that's really important. He also does say, what I do is formulaic jokes, one-liners laid out in front of you. But... It's, it is the warmth. It's the we're in safe hands factor. A joke is a joke. Even if people are riffing off the audience, as he says, he loves that. Well, you are making jokes out of that. A joke is a joke. And um, there is nothing new in that. A marvellous, marvellous comedian. A lover of jokes. An understander of jokes. And not just jokes, the way they're told. He said to... Mark Lawson, you could write a sketch five different ways for five different comedians, and he knew how to do it. And that is because he knew 
the way to tell a joke. He knew the psychology of telling a joke, but he also knew those people. He knew the psychology of those performers as well. That's something which is often overlooked. It's a marvellous, marvellous trait. He also said to um, to Mark Lawson that, you know, he wrote for uh, Malcolm and Wise and uh, Eric Malcolm said, said, I always said they were hard to write for and that was a compliment because Eric would say, this, needs to be, this could, thought the scripts could be better and would also say, this is funny, but it's not me, it's not us. Whereas Kenny Everett, who was the only non-comedian he didn't write for, thought that everything, you know, he, he accepted whatever was there and would turn it because he was, it, it was written for Kenny Everett and it's a modesty in, um, in Barry Cryer here that he's writing for a non-comedian but he knows who Kenny Everett is and he knows who Ken, what Kenny Everett will do and he knows what he can do with something and he knows the psychology of Kenny Everett and that is why he's writing for him and Kenny Everett saying I'll accept all of these things but they always work because he knows who that person is does Barry Cryer a marvellous comedian but also somebody who knew comedy and in a way more importantly knew people Rest in peace, Barry Cryer. I'll really, really miss you, mate. Ta-ta.